Tonight's message is entitled Angels. Amen. Angels. Angels, the word angels, the word angelos in the Greek and in the Hebrew, it's another thing, but it means the same thing. It means messenger. The word angel is used 199 times in the scriptures. 199 times. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they, angels, not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Hebrews 1.14, angels are ministering spirits from God, sent forth from God to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Well, guess who's called to salvation? You are, I am, and so is every non-believer that there's a war over their soul right now that they might come into the kingdom through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. Jesus died on the cross mm -hmm. for their hang-ups and yours. He was hung up for, for your hang-ups. Mm -hmm. And you might see people as full of hang-ups, but that's what Jesus was hung up for, mm -hmm. for their hang-ups. Don't get saved and forget where you came from. Okay. That's right. That's and then right. start looking at other people wondering why they act like they act. That's it. Tell Remember, you. they used to act just like you. No, no, you used to act just like them. But angels are on assignments. Here's the thing. When you were in a car accident and you came out smelling like a rose and the police officer said, I don't know how you survived that. And you got one little nick on your elbow. And a little bitty band-aid goes over it. One of two things happen. It creates either a holy, reverential fear and respect and admiration for the God who sent angels on assignment in your behalf or you get to thinking you're nine foot tall and bulletproof and nothing can hurt you. You think it's you. But it ain't you. It's God who protected you. I believe, Scripture says one day we'll judge angels. You know what I think we'll judge them for? How they handle the car wrecks. How they, there's going to be a lot of things that we'll probably judge them for. And they'll probably like, you know, in diving, you know, you get a perfect tent. We'll be like, nine and a half on that one, got a nick on the arm. <laughs> so we don't worship angels. That's right. But we can entertain angels on aware, Scripture says. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13, 2, Hebrews 13, 3. Beware when entertaining strangers, you may be entertaining angels unaware. And so... When you meet up with strangers, be kind to them mm -hmm. for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it may be time that they're coming to Christ and they need the love of Jesus in their lives. That's right. And you're Jesus with skin on. You might be their angel. Amen. Or their messenger is what the original Greek word in the New Testament is. Angelos is a messenger. You're a messenger sent from God once you're born again. Before you were born again, you might have been a messenger sent from someone else. Amen or ouch? Hallelujah, heretic. We're going to teach it, preach it, tell it as it is. Maybe we need to give a warning. Tonight's service, steel-toed boots would be advised. The pastor will be on some toes. Angels. 
Angels are revealed in three different forms in the Bible. Three different forms angels are revealed. One, they're supernatural beings in Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 4. Isaiah chapter 6, if you want to turn with me, we're just kind of laying a foundation of what angels are and what angels are not. What angels are and what angels are not. Because we see a lot of things about angels and these little bitty... Uh, fat-bellied little things with wings that people buy and hang up. I never see a fat-bellied winged angel in, in Scripture. Cherubs. No, cherubs. Now, there are cherubs in Scripture, but they are these incredible, they're, they're cherubs, they're two-winged angels that literally cover the Ark of the Covenant where the glory of God. And I don't know, but I think they got abdominals, not little fat bellies. <laughs> I think they eat pretty good there. And I don't think they got sugar and saturated fat, fat issues. You know, it's like, we do. Yeah. Tell the truth. We're going to get a new body in heaven or pass away. We're going to get a celestial one. And it's going to be perfect. Man. But in the wilderness, they ate angel food. I don't see anywhere in the wilderness where they had problems with their health. That's true. Right? I think eating right, but anyway, so anyway, I don't want to get off on that. But the point is, it's not chubby little cherubs that are protecting us. It's mighty angels. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look at what a seraphim looks like, a six-winged angel. Wow. Remember this, supernatural beings. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, Isaiah 6, 1, and his train filled the temple. Have you ever seen a woman who gets married at the wedding, she has this long train behind her dress. Mm -hmm. The longer the train, the more glorious. Mm -hmm. And people are carrying the train. Well, here, it's not the woman with the train. It's the king of kings and lord of lords. And his train just didn't follow him. It filled the entire temple because it was the glory of God that wherever he walked. Remember Peter's shadow healed the sick? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what it was like And the king of kings and the lord of lords is in the temple. He's on his throne mm -hmm. and the glory of God just rolls off of him and fills the oh, temple. Glory. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And his train filled the temple. Verse 2. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. Say six. six. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet, and with two, he did fly. Mm -hmm. Do all angels have wings? No. Some look like men. We're going to find this out. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy mm -hmm. is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the, of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. This is the Shekinah glory of God. The manifest, tangible presence that when you are in that, anything is possible. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Healing is there. Demons fall silent. Miracles happen in the glory of God. Amen. We've been experiencing more of God's glory in the services the last several months. Healing has increased, and I'm going to share this with you. Mm -hmm. When we've been ministering healing, I've noticed invisible angels... Because when I'm laying hands on the sick, I feel heat will come on either my left, my right hand is normally anointed. 
I've been feeling it on my left, but not within my hand. I feel the heat pulse through my right hand a lot of times when I pray for the sick. And people say, oh my gosh, your hand is hot, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's anointing. But lately, I've been feeling the heat on my left hand. Man. Not pulsing through from the Spirit of God within, but an angelic presence wow. that is ministering healing with us. We need to learn how to cooperate with God's angels. That's right. That's right. And when we cooperate with God's angels, we'll see things go to the next level. We can cooperate with the Holy Spirit, operate in the gifts of the Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. We can also cooperate with the angels that God sends, operate in the gifts, plus the angelic presence that brings healing from the throne of grace, binds demons up. There's so many things that happen in the realm of the Spirit that if we're aware, we can learn to discern the times and the seasons and begin to walk in the flow with God that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. I believe that we derail more miracles than we see. That's right, that's right. People say, oh, well, if God wants to heal him, he'll heal him. Really, he wants to save him. Jesus died on the cross so that none would perish, but all men would come unto righteousness. All men would come unto repentance. How many people are coming unto repentance? Few. So if Jesus died for all and few are coming, I think we may be doing something a little off. That's right, that's right. Point to ponder. Okay, so, verse 4. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, Isaiah 6, 4, and the house was filled with smoke, the Shekinah glory of God. I've seen that. I've experienced it on different occasions. One time was 1990. I'm in a prison cell in Leavenworth Penitentiary. I was about to be sentenced. The next day, I can tell you the day. It was June 6, 1990. I was being sentenced the next day. And didn't feel like praying. Mm -hmm. I was a young believer. Long story short. Got out of bed, asked the other two people in the prison cell in building 63, cell 13, miserable place, cockroaches crawling on the wall, 16-foot ceilings. They would crawl up the paint and it would fall off. There would be dozens of cockroaches in that place. But let me share something with you. In the worst of situations, God shows up the greatest sometimes. Because where it's darkest, even a little bitty 10-watt bulb looks bright. Right, that's right. Amen. Well, let me tell you something. God showed up. I got on my knees, didn't feel the presence of God, began to pray. When I began to pray, it went for about, I don't know, two or three minutes, and it was as dead as dead could be. I, also, I wanted to crawl right back in to my little metal bunk. And I just kept praying. And I was a young believer, maybe two, three months old. And all of a sudden, the atmosphere changed. <clears throat> And when the atmosphere changed, I began to speak in other tongues, really for the first time, audibly. And these known bell tone sounds began to bubble forth out of me. It wasn't like a, which I kind of had before, but just couldn't seem to, all of a sudden it was like, I mean, the authority in tongues came out. My co-defendant, Sal, began to interpret the tongues. I would speak in tongues, he would interpret the tongues. Whatever I prayed for in English would come into his mind and it would come into my mind at the same time. This is when we share the mind of Christ. Not when we come into agreement on something, but when God brings us into agreement. And I would pray in English 
what would come into his mind, the words would come out in English in my mouth, and then I would seal it in tongues. And then he would interpret what I had spoken in tongues because he heard in English back the interpretation. Hallelujah. Now, we were young believers. Nobody told us this stuff didn't happen. Nobody talked us out of it. We didn't know any better. We read the Bible. It was in there. Amen. It happened to us. That's right. So people tell me, oh, well, God, God doesn't do that today, David. I'm like, well, maybe not. Because it's by faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 That's right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> I just leave it at that. Amen. Because the gifts operate by faith and faith worketh by love. Amen. I always ask people, how's your love? How's your faith? That's it. That's it. Because if faith worketh by love, you don't have a faith problem, you got a love problem. Oh. Tell it, tell it. It's good. Oh, repeat that. If faith worketh by love, you don't have a faith problem, you got a love problem, and faith is absence. Mm -hmm. It's good. Point to ponder, say law, pause, and reflect. Anyway, while this is going on, it's about a two-hour process, and everything we prayed, with the exception of about two things, came to pass within the next 48 hours. And amazing answers to prayer. Bam, bam, bam. That's the difference between you praying your will without God trying to twist his arm to manipulate him to do something for you versus getting in the spirit and God's will being manifest through you. He's looking for a few good men and a few good women that he can agree with on earth because without God we cannot and without us he will not because he said you pray that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. So if you know what heaven's will is, you can agree with heaven and bring it to the earth. Prayer is like a banker box. Two keys. The banker has one, you have one. If something's in the box, the banker says, yes, let me put in my key, you put in your key. Without him, you cannot access it, and without you, he can't access it. It takes two keys to open the box. Well, God puts something in the box for you in heaven, but you have to open it on earth. And if he gives you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 18, verse 19. Now, here's the thing. You can't loose anything on the earth that he hasn't loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. And I listen to people pray sometimes, and they pray binding and loosing prayers that sound authoritative, but really they're soulish. You know why? They're binding and loosing things that are their will that God never said to do. But when you hear the voice of God, when God shows you what's in the box of heaven, then you can go release that healing or that deliverance or that salvation because it's in the timing of God. When there's nothing in the box, you can ask the Lord to show you or to release something into it so you can use your key on the earth. Like, for example, there's timing on healings. Sometimes I'll pray for somebody for healing and it doesn't happen. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on? And he says, you're missing the key. What's the key, Lord? They have unforgiveness. My God. The key's in their hand, not yours today. That's it, that's it. And so I'll share with them, I'll whisper in their ear, there's unforgiveness about something that happened to you when you were 14 years old. You were at this location, blah, 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 blah. Because the gifts of the Spirit, word of knowledge will operate. I'll share that with them. They'll look at me. Why are you in my business? I can see you. You'll ask them, oh, do you have any unforgiveness issues? Nope, not me. Mm. I'm like, really? I can tell by the response that we've got no unforgiveness issues. How about this, Lord? What's going on? He'll show me a quick film clip of what happened, and then, or he'll give me the name. Mm. And so the gifts of the Spirit operate. Mm. I ask them about that. 
and then look at me like, oh my gosh, how do you know about that? <laughs> but would you like to forgive them? They don't deserve to be forgiven. Oh. Yeah, they say that. They say okay? that. So here's what happens. Now you have to work, because the key for their healing is in their own hand, but they won't use it. And then they blame the preacher, or the preacher's job is to fast and pray for that person, but they're not willing to fast. So the key's in the preacher's. This kind cometh out but nothing but prayer and fasting. Mark 929, King James Version. So the preacher won't spend time in prayer and fasting. And then they blame the person for not having enough faith. The key could be in your hand for someone's healing, salvation, deliverance, miracle. Are you using your keys? Anyway, so here we are in the prison cell, 1990, June 6, 1990, and Jesus appears. That's a good thing. Jesus shows up, and he shows up, and he's standing before us. He's in a white robe. Won't go into details other than the fact that he stayed about 15 minutes. Didn't say anything. Then the enemy shows up. On the other side of the cell, he was a high-level prince with 4,000-year-old military garb on, garb, you know, equipment, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and uh, now I'm going to Asia. Mm. So he came to oppose the gospel in 1990, but now it's 2013, it's time, 23 years later, we're going to fell an enemy in another nation. Mm. So all those people under that prince's authority are about to be set free in that 2% oh, Christian nation. Amen. So this all ties together. Anyway, um, we kind of rebuked him uh, in unity, he left, then... The Shekinah glory of God showed up. Was the cloud of his presence. And when the Shekinah glory of God showed up, it was first on the ground, and it was a little bitty cloud. And, you know, I was a young believer. I didn't know a lot. But the thought came to me, test the spirits. And so I pointed at this little cloud on the ground. And I said, do you know Jesus? because you know, we just had Jesus there. We're just taking authority over this prince that's trying to materialize in our cell. Icy feeling. Jesus is like, you know, just speaking, just standing there, not saying anything, but the presence, the love of God is billowing off of his robe. And then this thing shows up. While we're speaking in tongues, we keep hearing, expel the evil one from among you. Expel the... So I'm thinking, well, who's the evil one? We got a third person in the cell. We thought it was him. And then this thing starts to materialize. And it's like, okay, no, it's a different one. <laughs> anyway, that thing did not want to leave really. Is he like, like on the Starship Enterprise where they materialize, they teleport? It was like that. I, look, I don't understand all the spiritual things. You don't understand electricity, but you know how to flip the switch. Right. Amen. I don't understand everything about the mechanics of the spirit realm, but I know how to use the name of Jesus. Amen. How to rebuke the enemy, how to bind him up and cast him out. Amen. Amen. Flip the switch. Jesus is a switch. Amen. And it's born out of relationship, not just out of a title. Right. So here we are. The glory of God shows up, but I don't know it's the glory of God. Remember, we had Jesus, then we had the enemy. Now we got a cloud. Test the spirits. Wow. Do you know Jesus? When I said that, it sparked platinum and gold, and it began to grow. Amen. And as that cloud began to grow, my co-defendant, Sal, who's operating in interpretation tongues, I'm operating in tongues and in English, and he's up on the bed. There's like two... Single beds and one in back. Big George is back there. He's in a fetal position. Kind of scared because even though he's been on America's Most Wanted, at this point, he is heaven's most wanted for salvation. And uh, God did end up healing him and doing some amazing things. But he'd done about 26 out of the last 30 years in prison. He ended up with life 
and 90, and, and he's born again now. But uh, here's what happened. When I said, do you know Jesus? Sparks gold and platinum in the midst of the cloud. And I said, Jesus. And every time I said that word, it would spark gold and platinum and got thicker and thicker. And Sal's up on his bed with his kind of feet up. <laughs> big, big Italian guy, benching about 450. He's... <laughs> and I kind of had this childlike faith that was in me, and so I went down to play in the cloud. <laughs> this is why we do prison ministry. God loves the prisoners. I was in prison and you came unto me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was in prison and you came unto me now. Glory. Sheep and the goats, Matthew 25. Hallelujah. I'll leave that alone. So I walked into the cloud, which now began to grow, was about 12 inches thick, and as I walked in, it was like up to my, you know, above my cap, and it, it, it tingled, it was an energy substance, and when I would say Jesus, and it would spark that gold and platinum, it would be like, almost like a, a static electricity, mm -hmm. and it was almost like a, a father playing with his son, and, and yet remember, I was... Look, I hadn't been to seminary school yet, so I still believed in everything. Amen. Because <laughs> Amen. faith worketh by love. Amen. And I, I was full of the love of God because I'd gotten forgiven. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was listening to a preacher friend of mine today on a CD. And he said something. He says, well, he says, I'll give you a... I know I probably offended you, he says, but the good news is this. He says, we're going to be here for several days. I'm going to give you a lot more opportunities to be offended at me. He says, I, I didn't get this mean right off the bat. It took me 40 years of ministry to get this way. He was joking, of course, and he's really a loving guy. But sometimes we lose the love of God. Amen. And since faith worketh by love, mm -hmm. you don't have a faith problem. You've got a love problem. Amen. I need more faith. You need more love. That's it. Because faith it. worketh by love. love. Yeah. If you've got a good light bulb and there's no electricity, you don't have a light bulb problem. You've got an electricity problem. If faith worketh by love, and you got no faith, or you got weak faith, you don't have a faith problem, you got a love problem. And God is love. I don't know why the Holy Spirit's got me on this tonight, but faith worketh by love. You don't have a faith problem. You've got a love problem. That's it. Lord, help us in the area of love. He has shed the love of God abroad in our hearts. Amen? Okay, so here's what happened. I heard the Holy Spirit tell me to drink from the cloud. Oh. And now it's about 18 inches thick, and it's got, like, spots in it that are kind of empty and spots that are real thick in the cloud. And so I go to drink from the cloud, and I literally, I'm here, and I, I, I've got my hands in it. It's like an energy, a substance, right? And as I, I pull it up, I go to this, and I go to drink from it, but it springs back into itself. We're talking about the glory of God, the Shekinah glory. Because this is what filled the temple in Isaiah chapter 6. We're trying to share relevant truth with you through experiences where I didn't learn this from the Word of God. I experienced it first, and I searched the Scriptures to see if these things were so. All that Jesus began to both do and teach. He did it to him first, and then he taught on it. That's right. That's why healings happen in our services. Deaf ears pop open. People's backs get healed. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, cool, we understand that now. Could you teach on it? Versus, Amer that's, a, that's a Middle Eastern style. They do it to you, and then he teaches it second. Right? Jesus shows up in healing signs and wonders, and he has them sit down. 
He shows up in his own town. They don't believe in him. No signs and wonders happen except a few sick get, folk get healed. Then he has to go out to the Decapolis, the ten cities, and preach and teach because they got no faith. But if there's atmosphere of faith, it's easy to release the miraculous, Absolutely. and then people will be at rapt attention to learn. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Amen? Amen. Anyway, so it was being done to us. And then I searched the scriptures to see what this thing was. That's awesome. You know, it took me nine months to search and find the glory of God it's throughout the whole scriptures. I couldn't find the forest for the trees. <laughs> Finally, I got a teaching on it in the mail from a ministry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, well, look at all these verses. I made the mistake of sharing it with some Pharisees. Uh-oh. <laughs> Pearls to pigs. Oh they'll throw the pigs on the ground. They'll throw the pearls on the ground, turn and bite you. And they did. Oh. They bit me up pretty good. You know, I, I joke, you know, when I was born again, I had angel's wings until the backbiters bit them off. So, anyway, I literally had to kneel down into the glory of God. And I had to pick it up and drink it. I had to humble myself. Yes. That's it. That's it. And so I knelt down into the glory and I yes. drank from it. And when I did, I'm down like this and I literally... Glory. And as I did, the third drink of this cloud of his presence Jesus. went down into my lungs, went up into my sinuses, Ooh. and it was a warmth. And I was instantly healed of all allergy problems. My God, my God. And God moved powerfully that night. That was my experience in the glory the first time. That's not the only way the glory shows up. But that was the first night I'd experienced the glory. And from that point forward, healings and, and, and miracles really have been present. And in recent months, they begin to increase. And I believe it's related to the ministry of angels that God is wanting to add here in the ministry and also into your life personally. Amen. These signs, God always confirms the word preached with signs and wonders following. So when we teach on angels, God wants to confirm it in your life, and he wants to assign things to you. When we teach on salvation, or preach on salvation, people get saved. We preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We preach on healing, healings occur, right? We preach on fasting, hopefully. Nobody eats. <laughs> Nobody eats, not even the goldfish. So whatever you preach on, there's a grace to experience it. We're preaching on angels at the leading of the Holy Spirit. And God's going to assign angels into your life. Oh, now, you've already got angels. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. Oh, yeah. You got goodness, you got mercy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So, the glory of God shows up. Then one... Okay, verse 5. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am a man undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Isaiah 6, 5. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When you see angels show up, you should be seeing the king of kings above the angels. Don't get caught up in worshiping of angels. That's right, that's right. They always point to one greater. Amen. And in, 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 in Revelation 19.10, John, the angel appeared unto him, and John fell at his feet to worship. He said, don't do it! Yes. I'm a fellow servant of yours. Worship God only. Amen. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if you get angels that want you to worship them, those are not angels from God. No, that's right. That's right. Okay? Right. By the way, Jesus received worship because he's God in the flesh. Yes. And he received worship on several occasions. Yeah. But angels don't. So if you get an angel that wants you to worship it, 
Come out in the name of Jesus. Because there's some, there's some false angels too on the other side, fallen angels. Verse 6, Then flew one of the seraphims, the six-winged angels, unto me, having a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also I heard a voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Visitations from the Lord through angels should result in you seeing the King of Kings. They should result in an impartation, a healing, a calling, some sort of miracle. They're not for your entertainment. That's right, that's right. The next day I went to court. It was an ugly day. Wow. Probation officer transfigured into a demon into the court, in the courtroom. My mother saw it. Mother, do you remember that? My sister saw it. A U.S. Marshal saw it, and I saw it. We all saw it independently. Her face disappeared, and a demon appeared. I'm in the courtroom, firing my attorney, of course, which didn't go over well. Guy starts crying in the courtroom. I'm thinking, I'm getting sentenced, and you're crying. That's crazy. She transfigures, this probation officer transfigures in the courtroom and into it. Her face literally like disappears. I don't understand how this stuff works. Mm -hmm. Her face disappears and an evil spirit. I'm at a podium like this, speaking to the judge. And I look, and when I start to do what the Holy Spirit told me to do, mm -hmm. later on, all of it came to pass. Everything that I spoke in that moment turned out to be true. And it turned their whole case on the ear. It made them angry. Wow. Like Pharaoh, Pharaoh let my people go. Okay, we'll let them go. Oh, no, we won't let them go. It was like that type of tug of war. Mm -hmm. Anyway, during the next 19 years, six months, a week, and a day, God turned me into what became the next phase Hallelujah. of Heart of America Prison Ministries. Hallelujah. To understand that God worked it all together for good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What the enemy means for harm, God will always turn for good. And when you get an angelic visitation, it's not for your entertainment. It's normally because there's rough sailing ahead. My God. Or he wants to release a miracle. Or you're in rough sailing and you need an angel. Mm. When they show up and you can see them. But I believe they're in activity all the time oh. in our lives, invisible. When they show up as angels, it's because you're either in rough sailing mm -hmm. or you're about to go through rough sailing. It's to strengthen you. Same with the audible voice of God. You'll hear the still small voice of God many times in your life mm -hmm. when you've heard the audible voice of God. It's because you're either in danger yeah. or you're about to go into it and it's going to strengthen you. Amen. So here it results in a calling. So the first type of angel, supernatural beings. The second type, in the likeness of men. Hebrews 13, 2. If you'll turn with me. We're just getting a little bit of an establishment. Is this fun tonight? Mm -hmm. Amen. Hebrews 13, 2. We talked about this verse earlier. Let's just start in verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Hmm. Be not forgetful for entertaining strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Well, wait a second. If you entertain a stranger and you've really entertained an angel unaware, they look like persons, don't they? So they show up in human form. I'm on furlough in 2003, I think it was. And they give me, I've been incarcerated like 15 and a half years. They give me $25 and a bus ticket 
from Colorado and tell me you've got 30 hours to get to Leavenworth to go to do the rest of your five years, five years remaining. Well, that's a tough one to turn yourself back in for. Get a little taste of freedom. But I did it. But anyway, walking across the 16th Street Mall in Denver in between buses had about a five-hour layover. There's a guy that is homeless. And I hadn't had access to a cell phone in 15 and a half years, 14, whatever it was. And so here I have access to a cell phone on a non-recorded call. I can actually call somebody that's not on my call list. I've got 30 hours of liberty. I've got access. And it, was, it was not against the rules. So I'm using the phone, and it was just a pleasure to be able to have a non-monitor call. Not that I was doing anything crazy or illegal, but just not, just not to have people listening in. So I'm talking to somebody I haven't talked to in, you know, 15 years, 20 years, something like that. And he's a believer. And I walk by this guy, and I'm with a group of people at that point who'd met me for dinner, which also was, was legal at that time, according to the rules. And um, this guy has this bright shine in his face. And he had these, these cotton, like wool gloves on, and the fingers were cut out. They were perfectly cut out. Not like a guy who was homeless. And he had a sweater on. And he was about six foot two. And he said, could you help me so I could get a hotel room tonight? Now, I had $25 in my pocket. Actually, I had about 22 at that point because I bought something for the first time with my own money. You know, the heads had grown, too. You know, the heads got bigger on the bills. I'm like, what is this, Monopoly money? How long have you been going? 15 years. Oh, yeah, that changed. So anyway, the Holy Spirit prompts me to give him my money. I don't do it. I missed my day of visitation to entertain an angel unaware. I'll guarantee you that homeless guy didn't need my money. I needed obedience to the Lord to sow it. And I missed my day of visitation because I, I was doing communications over the cell phone because it was something, it was a warning to me. I, walked, I, find, I spun around. I said, I, I've got to take care of something. I hung up. I turned around, and we're on this mall. There's nowhere for him to go. And he's completely van... I went, I said, did you see which way that man went? They all looked at me and went, what man? What man? The people that I was with that I met for dinner had met me. I said, did you... They said, yeah. It was... He... he I don't know where he went. I said, there was something different about him. They said, we saw it too. And I said, oh, I missed my opportunity. God forgive me. I failed to entertain an angel unaware. I can see that angel's face that came in the likeness of a man today. Who knows, maybe it was my angel who helped me through car accidents and all kinds of other stuff. And here, I was directed to help him. Not that he needed the money, but I needed the obedience and the experience. It would be four years later, they would give me a 12-hour furlough, and God would redeem the time. Amen. With a $50 bill at that point to bless someone. But she wasn't an angel. But God ministered to her in that moment. Prayed with her and she began to weep. She had a husband in prison. And here a prisoner out after 18 plus years in prison hands her a $50 bill to help meet her needs. While she's weakened in her faith because her husband's in prison. Here's a guy on furlough. You see how God will work it all about? Mm -hmm. Anyway, don't forget to entertain angels unaware when you meet the needs of strangers. Yeah. Be led by the Spirit. Yeah.
but there's something different in that moment, and they have a tendency just to disappear into thin air, mm -hmm. or they'll bless you. My mother had an angel appear to her as a rabbi when she was a young girl, five or six years old or eight years old, I forget what it was, and she went and gave him her lunch money, and then he blessed her in Hebrew, and then he disappeared. It was like a moment in time she's been blessed her whole life. You can be brought an angel to minister to, not because they need your ministry, but it sets things in order. So they show up as supernatural beings, Isaiah 6, 1 through 4, in the likeness of men, Hebrews 13, 2. They also showed up in Judges, chapter 13, verse 2 and 26. Judges, just to show you what they look like in Scripture, because we always want to base everything on the Word of God. Judges 13, 2. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for a couple of weeks. Forty years. Forty years! You think it can't happen in this nation? Get right, church, and let's go home. 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 It's an yeah. old song we used to sing yeah. in prison. We got liberated. Hallelujah. America, please get right. Not the nation, the people within the nation that know yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop the compromise so we don't go into bondage. Amen. If God did it to his chosen people, what? Okay. And there was a certain man of Zora of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. You see, an impartation occurs. A prophetic word is released. Something that's game-changing when they show up in bodily form like this or as supernatural beings. Verse 4, Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. And the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Remember, they look different. There's something about their face. But they, you ever seen somebody just full of the glory of God? Mm -hmm. Their face shows like an angel? Mm -hmm. Well, these are angels, but they look like a man, just the opposite. And this he said, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any clean clean. Then Manoah said, uh, entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child and that shall be born. Verse 9. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah. See, prayer will bring angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And the angel of God came again unto the woman. See, they thought it was a man of God, but it was an angel of God. A man was an angel in, man, in, in, in human likeness. Mm -hmm. And God hearkened to the voice. And uh, he sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man 
hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose and went after his wife, verse 11, and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that speakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? Here's the bottom line. Samson is born out of that. Mm -hmm. And he delivers Israel. Mm -hmm. But what I want to show to you is this. Verse 15, And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee, meaning a lamb. The point is this. They're communicating with the angel, and they can actually get him to stay longer. Interesting. Cooperating with angels. Praying unto God, send the angel back. I want to see him too. This is biblical stuff. Amen. Amen. We need to get back to the biblical standard, not get scared. That's right. But faith worketh by love. Anyway, so it came to pass when, okay, here it is, verse, verse 19. So Manoah took a kid with meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord, and the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven, from off the altar of the sacrifice that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear unto Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Verse 22, And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would have received a burnt offering. He would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering in our hands. Neither would he have showed us at all these things. Nor would, as it is at this time, have told us such things as these. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. So that's one example of an angel that looks like a man. And the final is this, invisible ministers, Exodus 23. So they show up, supernatural beings, Isaiah 6, in the likeness of men, Hebrews 13, 2, and Judges, chapter 13, the whole thing, and invisible ministers, Exodus 23, verse 20. Exodus 23, verse 20. And we're going to get an impartation from the Lord. He's going to feed us with the heritage of Jacob, which is the ministry of angels. We need, how about this? How many people believe in generational curses? Absolutely. We do, don't we? Well, your father went to prison, you all went to prison. There's a three times more likely if you go to prison, your child will go to prison. You can break that off of them in Christ. Amen. Alcohol, drug addiction, right? All this stuff. You've got genetics that were passed down to you that you didn't do anything for that could be good, that could be bad, right? Absolutely. So we, we, we tend a tendency to believe in Generational curses, spirits of inheritance. Okay, if we can have a demon transferred, why can't we have an angel that was on our father's life transferred to us as all? Well? Oh, we, we, we sometimes get so wrong focused on the negative, mm -hmm. only a third of the angels fell, two-thirds didn't. Come that's on, right, man. that's right. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. There's plenty more that are with us than they that are with them, and we yeah. only make up a small percentage of the population of the world, Christians. Yeah. So there's plenty of more angels for us than there are demons Amen. for the unsaved. Amen. Amen. Exodus 23, verse 20. Behold, 
I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. You know what the name of God is? It means his, it's his Shem, it's his title, position, power, authority, presence, attributes, character. My character is in him by the Holy Ghost. My power is in him by the Holy Ghost. My authority is in him by the Holy Ghost. He's been in my presence. He's been saturated with my presence. He does not walk in sin. He comes into your life. He represents me. And I'm assigning an angel to you that's been in my presence that is saturated with the nature of God Almighty. And I'm putting him in your life. My God. Amen. Obey his voice. Wow. Wow. Can angels speak? Yeah. Gabriel came and spoke. You'll be with child. This is biblical. Amen. Verse 22. But thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak. So when the angel speaks, it's really God speaking. Just like if you're a messenger for someone, it's really their message. You're just the messenger. When a preacher is under the anointing and speaking as the very oracles of God, it's really not him speaking his own message. It's the Lord speaking through him. Now, does every preacher always speak the oracles of God? No. But 1 Peter 4.10 says this. When you speak, you should be as one speaking the very oracles of God. Who's he speaking to? Every believer. That's right. So we all ought to be speaking the very utterances, oracles, prophetic words of God. Not adding to them, not taking away from them. Only speak that which you hear in that very hour. It won't be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Mark 13, 11. Verse 23. For mine angel... Okay. He will do, do all that I speak. Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. See, the cooperating with angels is this. When you cooperate with angels, you hear the voice of the Lord through the angel or the guiding present... Here's what happens. We obey, and now God becomes our defender, our provider, the one that gives us favor, the one gives us ideas and witty inventions. He takes us into a place because now it's no longer our will that's being done. It's his will being done through us because we're in agreement. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Can two walk together except they be agreed? An angel from God is going to be in agreement with God. And if you come into agreement with the angel, you're in agreement with the angel who's been sent by God, speaking the very oracles of God, that will bring you in to a good place. Amen. 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 Good. The Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit will speak through an angel. He'll speak through a human. Right? So we need to find out the voice of God. Verse 23. I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Wouldn't it be nice to have God defend you? Amen. Instead of our own mouths all the time? Well, I'm not going to let him get away with that. You don't have to say a word. God will vindicate you. And he'll give him a chance. And if you won't give him a chance, he'll sit back and watch you. And it won't be the oracles of God coming out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. For mine angel shall go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, all the other termites, and I will cut them off. <laughs> Thou shalt not bow down under their gods nor serve them. See, angels will keep you from worshiping false gods. They'll cause you to worship the one true and living God. Yes, yes. 
And verse 25, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. When you have angelic activity in your life, one of the first things that happens is sickness begins to leave. Amen. Demons begin to leave. Amen. The curse begins to lift up off of you. Amen. 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 Okay. We're going to go ahead and touch on some things, and then we're going to pray for the impartation. Hallelujah. So they're supernatural beings. They show up in the likeness of men, and they're invisible ministers. They didn't see the angel of the Lord, but he was there. In Matthew 4, 11, after Jesus had finished the three temptations in the wilderness on his 40-day fast, the devil left him for a more opportune time, and angels came and ministered to mm -hmm, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Angels will minister to you to bring strength. Daniel met an angel. He fell out under the power because the angel brought that strength. A lot of times when people are falling out under the power, it's because angels are in the room. A lot of times you'll see me when I'll pray for people. I will not lay hands on them a lot of times. Sometimes I do. But when that glory realm is present, the angels are present, I'll just hold up my hands and they'll drop like flies. Here's why. Because it's not my hands. It's the angel's presence in the room because he's been in the presence of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Wow, man. So it's not the minister. My, 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 I had a prophet friend. He said to me, he would go on 40-day fast. He went on 30 of them in his, in his ministry. He went on to be with the Lord. He said, David... He says, when I am in the prophet's office in a crusade, he says, sometimes I'll have one angel, two angel, or three angel service. He says, depending upon how many angels show up that I see in the realm of the spirit, I know how many miracles and how crazy the service is going to get for the kingdom wow. of God. He says, I've had one service, 150,000 people. He says, and I had a four angel service there. Mm. He says, 660 pastors on the platform. He says, everybody went out under the power, like the wave around the Colosseum. And he says, and every minister went out under the power. And he said, I was the only one standing. My God. And he said, Lord, I'd like to get a touch from the Lord. You know, why, why, why didn't I go down? And he says, I wanted to leave you up to see. <laughs> People got saved, healed, delivered in the glory of God when that happened. He spoke to the rain for it to stop because it started raining over the Colosseum. The guards, it was in a, another nation, the, the military guards, thousand of them in the stadium, were going out with their, their M16s or whatever, and they were coming back drenched, and he couldn't figure it out. Turns out that God put his hand over the stadium. It rained everywhere but over the stadium, uh, poured uh, down uh, rain. It was another sign and wonder. But this is what he said to me. He said, when you're in the prophet's office, he said, if you go on 30, 40 day fast, whatever the Lord tells you to do, you'll get into that place. He says a lot of ministers, they kind of cold read people till the atmosphere changes. And then they can ride the wave, but they don't know how to start the wave. Wow. Yes. They, they've got the ability to ride the wave, but they don't have the authority to create the wave. But if you've got a breaker anointing, you can create it and ride it. Okay. But if you haven't been in the presence of God, you don't know how to create it, so you have a tendency to want to manufacture it. All right, let's just sing one more song until God shows up. You should have brought him with you. Okay. Amen. Amen. True. Look, I've done it both ways. It's better to be in the presence of God and bring him with you okay. than to have to bring him through worship because you didn't bring him with you into the service. Amen. That's a whole other teaching. Okay. Faith worketh by love. <laughs> you love God, you'll be in his presence. Right. You love his word. If you love him, you'll keep his commandments. Amen. Amen. That's why we have faith when we've been walking right. Because faith works by love. Okay. 
So this is what he would say. An angel would start to run through the service. And he would point his finger from the pulpit as the angel would go. And he would just, well, as the angel would go through the service, the power of God would spill off this angel who's been in the presence of God. People would fall out under the power. And they'd get healed, delivered the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And people thought it was his finger that had the power. No, he yeah. was just pointing out what God was doing. Yeah, yeah. amen. Yeah. It's not because he had the golden finger. He had the ability to see in the spirit of what God was doing. Other things that would happen, he would see an angel standing by somebody, and he would be pointing at their left ear. And he would see the angel, he would say, the Lord is healing your left ear, a woman back there in the pink with the orange. Right. Instantly the ear would pop open. Why? Because the healing angel would be in this service, pointing to that. Oh, so it wasn't it. him with this power. It was him seeing in the realm of the spirit of what God was already doing. He was in agreement with God, cooperating with the angels, oh, and the power Lord. and the presence Lord. of God would come. People would get saved, healed, and delivered. Wow. Because yeah. if I cast out demons by the finger. spirit of God, the finger of God, then the finger. kingdom finger. of God has oh, come. Yeah upon you. Hallelujah. Angels. Yeah. We need to learn how to cooperate with them. Ten different kinds of angels. There's messenger angels like Gabriel. There's warring angels like Michael. There's worship angels, angels like Lucifer was. He was over worship in heaven before he fell and took a third of the angels with him. There's healing angels. There's protection angels. We needed those in car accidents or on the street when we were about to get mugged and God had an angel yeah, just yeah. speak to us and Turn left. Don't go down that street yeah. right now. Wow. Yeah. Stay in your room. Yeah. And the person upstairs gets mugged and you don't. Mm -hmm. There's a woman here. The person got murdered in the room upstairs. upstairs. And she didn't. Mm -hmm. God protected her. Mm -hmm. Because she was a worshiper that loved God and angels were assigned to her life. She's still with us today. Amen. But her neighbor's gone. That person wanted, the enemy wanted to kill her too. Mm -hmm. Protection angels, number six. Provision angels, number six. Provision angels. Angels of provision. Prosperity angels. Heralding angels. Writing angels. Angels of new ideas and witty inventions. We need angels that come with the ideas, the presence, the mind of Christ, the power, the provision to still the enemy. We can't do it on our own. We need God, and he's released angels on assignment in our behalf. How did Jacob do it? The angel of the Lord went before him and made a way. Amen. Amen. How many want God to assign more angels into your lives? The neglected ministry of angels is one of the missing links to walking in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Amen. We need to learn how to cooperate, facilitate, receive, and minister with God's angels. Do not neglect the ministry of angels, Hebrews 1.13 and 2.3. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him? What is the ministry that we're going to neglect? How will we neglect, neglect so great a salvation? One of the things that's included in our salvation is the ministry of angels. We need to start recognizing it and cooperating. That's good. Genesis 24, 40, And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son and my kindred and for thy father's house. What's the angel going to do? It's going to prosper your way. 
because you're walking in alignment with God. Genesis 48, verse 15 and 16. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day, Genesis 48, 16, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them. See, transference. Mm -hmm. And the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow in a multitude in the midst of the earth. What? Before him. And the angel which redeemed me from evil, bless the lads. Mm -hmm. See the transference of angelic ministry? Just like you can get a spirit of inheritance on the wrong side, you ought to be getting spirits of inheritance by angelic ministry from God. Angels are assigned to families, bloodlines, and generational blessings. The transference of angels to the next generation comes through prayer and proclamation. Three areas of angelic ministry, they minister to us. Mm -hmm. Matthew 4.11, they ministered to Jesus when he was weak. They minister for us. Hebrews 1.14, are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. And they minister with us, Revelation 19.10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Angels locate provision. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. That's Genesis 21, verse 16. And sat down over against him by a good way off, as it were, a bow shot, for she said, let me not see the death of the child. They were hungry, they were thirsty, they were in the heat, they were done. She didn't want to see her child die. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept, and, the God, and God heard the voice of the lad. He hears the voice of children. Amen. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise and lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad to drink. Question, why didn't she see the water before? Either the provision was hidden, or he created it. The jawbone of the donkey that Samson swung was the same jawbone that the water came out of. It's supernatural, God can just create it. Angelic activity does that stuff. God's angels help bring divine opportunities, unusual favor, divine connections, places and relationships, witty inventions, and divine ideas. Here's a confession. I declare these things, unusual favor, divine connections, places and relationships from the Lord, witty inventions, and divine ideas are coming to me from God. Amen. Amen. You ready to make a proclamation? Mm -hmm. Yes. I proclaim, I proclaim right now, right now that, all these things that all these things are coming to me, are coming to me from God, from God, who I serve, who I serve to advance the kingdom. To advance the kingdom. I receive right now, I receive right now unusual favor, unusual favor, divine connections, places and relationships for divine appointments, to advance.
Advance the kingdom. To advance the kingdom. Witty inventions. Witty inventions. And divine ideas. And divine ideas. New teachings, new writings, new books. New songs that advance the kingdom, that bring the presence of God and brings provision. Cooperating with angels, Exodus 23. We have to obey the voice of the Lord that comes through them. Four ways to activate angels, and we're closing. Prayer, Matthew 26, 53. Jesus said, Thinkest thou. Not that I can, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. A legion, 6,000, that's 72,000 angels. That's not bad off one prayer. John chapter 5, healing angels to stir the waters. Samson's parents received an angel of miracles named Wondrous. God released an angel of deliverance in Acts 12, verses 3 through 15, when Peter was in prison. Four ways to activate angels. One is prayer. Two is the presence of God. Presence means face. Presence is the Hebrew word, Strong 6440, Pawnee. It means that God will show up during your praise and your worship and your prayer. And when his presence shows up, he's in the midst and his angels accompany him from the throne of God. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly and was seen upon the wings of the wind. 2 Samuel 22, 11. God rides upon angels. Not that he needs them, but he chose, chose to show up that way. He also rides on a horse named Faithful and True. God's the God of variety. Don't box him into one thing. Amen. Just because he showed up this week and he showed up somebody else's life that week, don't discount theirs if it lines up with Scripture. Sometimes you just haven't read that Scripture to find out. Remember when the glory of God showed up in my prison cell and I was supernaturally healed and all those amazing things happened that set the stage for the rest of my life. I couldn't find it in Scripture even though it was everywhere. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. A teaching came in. I'm like, oh my gosh, the glory of God. See, because it's not really taught on Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. But when you teach on it at the direction of the Spirit, He confirms the word and the glory begins to show up. So, number one, way to activate angels, prayer. You can pray and God will send them. Two, presence. Worship God. Number three, proclamation. Psalms 103 20. Bless That's the Lord, right. ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice, the frequency, the sound, the lightness of his word. The word word there is Davar. The voice of God is a frequency. He framed the world with his words. Let me share something with you. What's been happening recently is when the Lord's had me minister healing to the sick, sometimes there will be a sound that will accompany the proclamation. And it will come out, in the name of Jesus, I command this bone to fuse, or I command the, the, the fillings to be filled supernaturally. And people get you know gold or silver fillings or enamel or whatever happens. It comes in and it will be like, I can't really manufacture it because it comes from my spirit. I'm trying to give an example. It'll be like a, I can't even do it. See, because it comes supernaturally. It's it's like an utterance in tongues. You don't you don't manufacture it. It just happens. You know, and you can speak in tongues anytime you want because God wants you to pray without ceasing. So that's a little different thing. And, and, and if you're called to pray without ceasing, you don't know what you pray for in English. The Holy Spirit will help you in your weaknesses and make intercession for you mm. with groanings that words cannot express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you can pray in tongues in your private prayer language anytime you want because he wants you to pray how often? Without, without ceasing. ceasing. Without ceasing. And when you don't know what to pray for as you ought, the Holy Spirit helps you in your weakness. And see, that's why you can pray in tongues anytime you want. 
But that other thing, that, that tone, how many have heard that tone when I'm praying? And when, it, doesn't something shift? Yeah. It's a sound, a frequency, a tone, mm -hmm. and something shifts, and it seals that healing, and things move in the body because you speak unto the mountain, Amen. be Amen. thou removed. Amen. And it comes out as a tone or a sound, mm -hmm. yeah. as an oracle in that moment. To grab a video clip or something when it's oh, happening. I, I can't. I can't create it. it anyway, but when it flows, mm -hmm. it flows. Mm -hmm. Okay. Psalms 103:20. Angels travel as fast as a flash of lightning. Ezekiel 1:14. And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Okay. Fourth thing. First one: prayer. Two: presence. Three: proclamation. Four is paying vows and generous giving. The heritage of Jacob is the ministry of angels. He will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, which is the ministry of angels, which will give you unusual favor from the Lord, divine connections. They will connect you with places and relationships. You'll say, Lord, I need to see so-and-so. And all of a sudden, boom. I was in Bentonville, Arkansas, two days ago. There was somebody who was wanting to meet with me for, for dinner or lunch the next day, Christian person, and I know we're supposed to be connected for some sort of ministry stuff. Anyway, we didn't have time because our schedules conflicted. We had about an hour free. Our little group went to a museum in Bentonville. Fascinating museum. This thing is big. We're walking through an exhibit, and who do we run into but her? Only God could have created that in that moment. And we look, sorry we can't meet with you, we just did. And so there was a brief communication, and it was a confirmation to her that we're to be connected for some sort of ministry purpose. And we laughed about it. We left, went into the next exhibit, and ran into her a second time. There's the witness. Wow. We laughed again. We prayed. Go on. But the angels set up those appointments. Man. Have you ever had the thought, here's the way walking in it. You will hear a voice behind you. It's the voice of an angel sent by God. It's God's voice operating through the angels. And they will guide you continually if you're in alignment with him. And great fruit will be born forth. And you know what happens? Angels will work to set it up. And then we'll get there and not tell them the gospel that we were supposed to. And they got to work again to set it up. That's why when you miss it, Say, Lord, redeem the time for the days are evil. I've missed it. And boom, he'll set it up again, and you'll run into him again. And this time, you'll have the boldness. Paying vows and generous giving, when you pay vows, it releases angelic activity in your life. Now, I'm not talking about a fleshly vow. I'm talking about a vow. It could be a fasting vow. It could be a financial vow. I just paid off a vow uh, yesterday. I had the rest of the money come in to the specific amount into an account. Um, I looked at that amount, and I'm like, praise the Lord, I really need that money right now. And the Lord says, complete your vow. I'm like, but I need that money. Complete your vow. I mean, I literally fought with the Lord three days. I know you can. Everybody hears me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that'll complete the vow. So I called the person on the phone that I would made a vow toward their ministry, and I said, listen, I, I, I want to, I left him a voice message. They didn't call back right away, like a few days. I'm like, so I just sat on the money. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent a check. Anyway, 
I went from Bentonville, Arkansas to Branson yesterday. Guess who was there? That guy. I had the check and walked in to hand it to him. And he said, let me pray for you. And when he did, it released an impartation. You can't buy an impartation. Right. You can't do it with money. But what you can do is you can obey the voice of the Lord on a vow. And that was a tough vow. Let me tell you what. That one took me two and a half or three months to pay off. And I had to do it in chunks. That last chunk came in. From the moment I did that, something was released. Because when you, when you make a vow, a blessing is released. Either financial, material. It could be relational. It could be spiritual gifts that are released unto you. Or divine appointments, unusual favor, new opportunities, business ideas, witty inventions. Again, you can't buy these things from God, right. but you can give your way out of sickness. You can't buy the favor of God, but if he tells you to make a vow, and you'll know when it's him. Because I know I knew it was him. Made me sick. I'm like, what? Yeah, it made me. No, I'm not saying the Lord made me sick. I'm just like, let me tell you, it made me sick till I obeyed. Right. The minute right. I said, oh, Curry, I'll tell you. Oh. I know you love a cheerful giver. Give me the cheer because I don't have it right now. <laughs> I had just gotten a chunk of money in. Yeah. And the Lord told me to sow the whole thing. And I immediately said, I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so while the preacher was preaching, he came up with the exact amount that I'm like, look at What? I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, I've already written the check, and it was a generous one. You got a debit card. I don't want them to have to pay transaction fees, but that's not good. I mean, you'll go into every excuse making in the book. Anyway, so I had to juggle things around from different accounts. Finally, I see the person by divine appointment in Branson, Missouri, and the other preacher, after he gets done praying for me, the other preacher comes walking in to the same hotel that was preaching when the Lord extricated that money from my pocket. <laughs> and I said, it's your fault. I just paid him the rest of that vow. He laughed, you know. He said, the Lord's going to bless you. Anyway, when you do things like that, it releases favor and it releases angels through prayer, presence, proclamation, or pain vows. And the heritage of Jacob is the ministry of angels. And we are to be fed with the heritage of Jacob, Isaiah 58, 14. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, you. your Amen. father. Jacob had a fourfold request in Genesis 28. We're closing. Jacob made a vow. Say a vow. A vow. Saying, if God be with me, the presence. And keep me in this way, power to keep, that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, provision, mm -hmm. so that I may come back to my father's house in peace, protection, mm -hmm. then the Lord shall be my God. Yes. Here's what happened. God gave him his presence. Mm -hmm. He gave him power to keep him. Mm -hmm. He gave him provision. That will keep you from falling. Yes. I'm going to tell you what. I could have fallen several times. But the angel of the Lord came and strengthened me against this or that, anger, temptation, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The angel of the Lord ministered to me. Amen. On that, he's getting a 10 when we judge angels. Mm 
<laughs> don't you know that one day we'll judge? I don't understand exactly what that means, but I'm just saying seven and a half, nine, ten. We'll see the replays. What'd you think of that one? Oh, that's a ten. That's a ten. I don't understand it at all. But it's fun, isn't it? Then you shall have thy delight in the Almighty, Job 22, verse 26. Then you shall have your delight in the Almighty, and shall lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear you, and shall, thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, There is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. He shall deliver the island of the innocents and it is delivered by the pureness of your hands. That's right. God will deliver someone else by the pureness of your hands when you walk with God. That's how much favor you'll have with him. God will send an angel to protect your children because it's your heritage. It's your heritage to have the ministry of angels in your life. It's not your heritage now that you're born again to have the ministry of demons. It's not your heritage for the generational curse to go down to the next level, down to the third and fourth generation. No, it's the generation of believers that releases the blessing and the legacy. Do you know that God did things for David, because he was a man after God's own heart, even though he'd made mistakes, he was a man after God's own heart, Acts 13, 22. And here's what it says. And God blessed King so-and-so for his father David's sake. Mm -hmm. That's wow. it. That's it. There's one king that was blessed for David, his father's sake, 365 years later in Scripture. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. That's how serious God takes a generational blessing and the ministry of angels. You shall be fed. Yes. You shall be protected. Yes. You shall be provided for. And you'll have my presence, and in my presence there's fullness of joy. Let us stand. We're going to get the impartation now. Another translation of Job 22, 26, the Amplified. Then you will have delight in the Almighty, and you will lift up your face unto God. You will make your prayer unto Him, and He will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You shall also decide and decree a thing. You decide it, you decree it at the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's you that says it. You repeat what you see in the lockbox of heaven. Use your keys to the kingdom of heaven on earth and it will be released into the earth that it might be done in earth Amen. as it is in heaven. In these earthen vessels that you are the head and not the tail. You walk in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. You walk and people want what you have and you introduce them to Jesus. Yes. Amen. You shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and this, the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways when they make you low, you will say there is a lifting up, and the humble person he lifts up and saves. Verse 30, and he will even deliver the one for whom you intercede who is not innocent. Mm. Yes, he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Mm. You can intercede for your children that are in a mess, and God will do I know a guy who parents interceded for him. He was caught, caught on a drug case while he's in the back seat of the police car. They got the dope. They got him dead to rights. All of a sudden, the mother and father are interceding. The presence of God fills the back of that police car. The Shekinah glory comes on. The police are looking in the rearview mirror. What is going on back there? This man gives his life to Christ, gets saved, delivered, begins to speak in tongues, and begins to prophesy right out of a drug bust. My God, my God, my God. Do you know by the time they got back there, they lost the dope, lost the evidence? They set him free in 20 hours. He, and he served the Lord ever since. Amen. He will deliver one who's not innocent Hallelujah. by the pureness of your hands because you've been given the heritage of Jacob, which is the ministry of angels. Amen. Lift your hands up unto the Lord. 
Say, Lord, I want it. Lord, I want to advance your kingdom. I want the world to say, I want, the world to say, I want your king. I want your We're king. ready to switch. We're ready to we switch. see him on you. We, see him we on want you. what you have. We want what you have. And we want to serve the God you serve. And we want to serve the God that you serve. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Now I declare under the sound of my voice the ministry of angels, the heritage of Jacob to be released into your life. I declare angels of provision. I declare messenger angels, warring angels, worship angels, healing angels, protection angels, provision angels, prosperity angels, writing angels, heralding angels, angels of new ideas and witty inventions and any other attribute of God yes. that you need yes. that would manifest at his discretion yes. to be released into your life. Mm -hmm. Right now, I release it in the mighty name of Jesus. I proclaim a thing and establish it. Yes. There it goes. The ministry of angels is released now. I declare the ministry of angels as it relates to peace as you sleep. No more torment in your bed. I declare healing is released off the throne of God right now. In the name of Jesus, Zenobia, would you please come and play? Praise the Lord. God's doing some things. There it goes. Ooh. Oh, see, you heard that sound just now. <laughs> Came out. Ooh. See, when that sound comes out, it's a voice of the tone of the Lord. It's like a... And you can feel it in the atmosphere. You can't manufacture it. Thank you, Jesus. The ministry of angels released right now. You on that other side of the computer, on the other side of that smartphone, right now I release healing by the ministry of angels into your life. I see an ear opening up right now. Pop! In the name of Jesus, email us. Make a comment on that YouTube video about that ear, that left one that just popped open. Sinuses. It's allergies is what it is. Just the thing I spoke about. God always confirms his word. Just go ahead and touch your nose like that. You're going to find that things are different. There it goes. It's just literally wiped away. You heard the word and now he's confirming it. With signs and wonders following. Lord, I thank you for the ministry of angels that minister to us. Minister for us. And minister with us for your glory. I pray, Lord, as we begin to lay hands on the sick, we feel the anointing within by the Holy Spirit, by the gifts of the Spirit, and we begin to feel the presence upon by the glory of God and the angels that are sent from your presence. I declare a release of the heritage of the servants of Jacob which is your inheritance, the ministry of angels. And I declare this, he gives seed unto the sower and bread unto the eater at this fellowship for everyone under the sound of my voice. Because that's the word he gave me in the last two days for this congregation and for those who watch online and listen by CD. He's releasing seed to the sower that you might advance the kingdom and also bread to the eater that you'll never lack again. You're in a new season. 
as things shifted in 2008 and 2009 and the earth began to get emptied out of its wealth, I declare for those who've been walking in alignment, a refilling of the cups, a refilling of the coffers is occurring because he's giving seed to the sower and bread unto the eater. And he's doing it by the ministry of angels being released afresh in your life. Two-thirds of them didn't fall. We've got more than we need. Father, activate and deploy angels for the advancement of your kingdom in your children's lives. We declare it as so mighty name that's above every name. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is His name. He is Captain of the Host. He's fairest of ten thousands. He died on the cross for you. If you've never received Him, just say, King of Glory, come in and make me new. I believe you died on a cross were buried in the tomb and on the third day you rose from the dead you sit at the right hand of the Father interceding for me in prayer that I might never fall because you've sent me the ministry of angels to lift me up in their hands lest I dash my foot against a stone. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for feeding these people with angels' food. Supernatural provision. By the ministry of angels sent from your throne, the ministry of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
praise the Lord.